Welcome to another episode of Consider This. I am Ryan Vincent and I have with me Drew Moss and Jim Johnson. Today we're going to be talking about um, Juneteenth as well as July 4th, two holidays that celebrate freedom in different ways and how Christians should think about them, celebrate them, and talk about them. Okay, guys, we are uh, recording this podcast on June 22nd which falls somewhat in between June 19th and July 4th. And so we thought this would be a good opportunity to have a conversation about um, how how believers, how followers of Jesus should approach um, celebrations and holidays that are related to national celebrations. Yeah, or national uh, issues. Historical 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 issues. issues. So... um, and even bearing in mind that this conversation is happening at a point in our history where it's becoming increasingly popular to become um, somewhat critical yeah. of yeah. Um, anything national in the first place, but then celebrations and what they're celebrating and yep. feeling as though, well, if this becomes something of a federal holiday, this this ideal that's behind it is being foisted on all of us. So... Um, Really, let's let's have a conversation about. Um, oh, my phone died. Nope. Oh, there we go. Why, if if this particular holiday is, or these these holidays are contentious to some, um, within the church we have our own holiday. We have Christmas. We have Easter. We have all sorts of other things to be yep. concerned with and worry about. Why is this conversation important to have in the church? Yeah. I think it's one of the things I first think about is the fact that there, the church is having these conversations uh, in in public. So it's not like um, it's not like nobody is saying anything, and we're like we need to say something about this. I think there's already conversations that are taking place, and so since those conversations are taking place, and I'm hearing them, um, uh, particularly with the rise of social media. Um, I just think it's good to say, okay, since this seems to be something that is being addressed and is talked about, Scripture does address how we communicate with one another, how we relate to to uh, to our culture, to our to our government, to our countries. Um, so, therefore, there there is a Christian perspective. So let's ad- let's adopt it. Yeah, yeah. I remember last year. You know, one of the times this kind of I don't know came up for us or struck us was last year. Uh, Juneteenth and Father's Day fell on the same day. Mm. And so we're talking about a lot of times at the end of our service, we have a corporate prayer time. And so we'll focus our corporate prayer around um, whether it's missionaries or things going on in our church or things going on in the country, right? And so we're talking about, you know, what do we talk about and yeah, pray about on that day? Up. And the only the only non-option was we, we, we knew, we realized we could not mention one without mentioning the other. Uh, you can't, we can't talk about Father's Day and not mention the fact that it's Juneteenth. And on the other hand, we can't mention Juneteenth and not Father's Day. And I think it's because, like, today... Uh, you know, we live in a, a, a time right now where 
even non-statements are considered statements. statements. To yeah. not to not say anything <laughs> is to say something. Yeah, you intentionally chose to neglect that. Yeah. So if yeah. we talk about if we talk about Juneteenth, but not Father's Day, oh, I guess we don't we don't care about the family anymore. All we care about is whatever. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Woke. The social. Yeah. These issues. kind of things. Or if we if we go the other way and we talk about Father's Day, I guess we don't care about other races. We just you know what I mean? And so it's like one of those where we know we can't we can we need to say none of it or we can say both of them, right? <laughs> and that was it. And that's I think part of it is because. Um, people so passionately embrace things uh, today, yeah. embrace yeah. ideas that that the there's this kind of fear in me where it's like I don't know how to I don't know how to just kind of grab a hold and celebrate something without people feeling like I am making some large thing towards yeah, it, like yeah. I'm going all in on it. And so how do I, I think one of the reasons it's important to have this conversation is to, to answer the question, how do we, how do we celebrate things with simple gratitude yeah. without it being, without it having to be our end all be all? Like a deep held identity yes. statement. Because my tendency is almost to just, because I don't want to get lumped into, I, I, I make a big deal on July 4th and people are like, oh, he's, he's a Christian nationalist who just cares <laughs> about, right? Or I make a big deal on Juneteenth. It's like, oh, he's, he's gone all in on critical race theory and all these yeah. things. And it's, and so my tendency is just to almost not want to do any, anything yeah. or talk about anything. And so I think it's good for us to go, how do we talk about, and even appreciate and have gratitude for things without, without, going all in one direction and, and I think it's still possible to do that so. the mood that you just described probably explains our collective mood which is mm -hmm. then why don't we just talk about Jesus yes. why don't we just talk yes. about the gospel why don't we since that's really the the centerpiece of everything unapologetically yes um, instead of getting distracted instead of kind of kind of wading into the controversy let's just not go there listen don't read too much into it one way or the other but let's yeah. just focus on what we uh, on what matters most I, so a lot of the tendency to do that if we're being honest is not out of necessarily cowardice it, it there there can be some wisdom in yeah. trying to figure out how to uh, how to how to dissect these issues um, because it, how to talk about them is complicated. Not talking about them is complicated. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. that's that's the that's the the culture that we're swimming in right now. In college, our uh, uh, he wasn't a department. Our, uh, one of our kind of higher up professors was a British man named Nigel Jones. And every year when we you know break for summer and then classes would start in the fall, this one guy I went to school with had the same joke every year. Hey, Professor Jones, how was your 4th of July this year? Kind of the American sticking it to the British. And uh, and, and so the joke kind of has like this ah, us versus them kind of mentality, really identity things. And Nigel would always just say, oh, you know, it's good. Ate some watermelon, played outside with some sparklers. <laughs> like totally like he didn't take the bait. He kind of yeah. took the, the Drew approach. He's like, yeah, he's, he's saying, you know, this doesn't. To, to celebrate something, I've I've even watched fireworks with Jim in our neighborhood, the Boomer Blast. Doesn't mean that he hates Canada. You might, <laughs> but that didn't mean that you hate Canada. That didn't cause it. So um, there's some of this stuff that that what we what we hope to do with this conversation is to develop something of a um, a discerning, moderate approach to these mm -hmm. things. Yeah. So yeah. before we go any further. Um, I think it would be good to just clarify. I, th I can't imagine there's a single person that that's listening to this that has no concept of what are we celebrating on the Fourth of July. Yeah. Um, and there's probably not that many that are unfamiliar with Juneteenth, but it is a new holiday. So can we just kind of clarify what is it that we're commemorating on June 19th, beginning I think in 2021 was the first year. Yep. 
Yep. Uh, yeah, June 19th uh, is, uh, is considered, Juneteenth is considered the kind of the celebration of the official end of slavery because in uh, June 19th of 1865, uh, the Union Major General Gordon Granger, I think, yep. Yep. Uh, marches into Galveston, Texas, and he pronounces officially uh, the end of slavery in the state of Texas. And this is Two and a half months or two months after the end of the war, uh, Civil War and two and a half years, actually, after the Emancipation Proclamation. So it's, it's actually officially been done for a while. But this is kind of the, the place for a long time, obviously, in the South and in different parts. Slave masters just either didn't tell their slaves or just wouldn't follow through with that. And so sure. this is kind of considered the last the last place where that hold is there. And so when it goes and it's announced there to the slaves in Texas and they become free and it's the very the, the next year of. 1866 they they hold kind of a celebration mm. of that day on june 19th and so it starts in texas and kind of begins to make its way out over time so would that have been relatively the southernmost and western kind of westernmost most area I, yeah, of, I, of american slavery yeah, kind of the furthest most yes i think so <laughs> yeah so it gets to kind of the end of it's been it's been announced at my understanding it's been announced in all the other places all the other states yep. at this point and this is kind of the yep. last place again i ha, whether whether all those states are even complying at this point but this is kind of the last major announcement and yep. therefore it is the last it is is the big celebration of the the independence of the slaves and then, you know, it's been celebrated, like you said, it, it began in Galveston and kind of rippled out from there. And then in 2021, it became a federal, federally recognized holiday. So how should um, believers think about this? I mean, as, as Christians, we're pretty pro-delivery from bondage, <laughs> dating back to the Exodus. And then uh, that little thing on the cross, delivery from our sins. Uh, there's, there's a whole lot of this that is, that is I think just part of the things that we know and love and celebrate. So what what do you suggest that we should do in terms of our approach to, to Juneteenth? Yeah, I really don't. Man, I see very little reason for hesitation in mm-hmm. celebrating. I can't see why, like you said, this is, this is part and parcel of what it is to be Christian. And, and we know that, that Christians both black and white prayed for that day for a century sure. right from from across the country. like this is something that christians prayed and asked for and longed for for a hundred years and so that it happens it should be something that i think we are quick to embrace and celebrate um and so i really don't i i mean it's uh i i think there's the hesitation comes from perhaps s- certain groups wanting to I don't even know if this is the right word, but commandeer the holiday for like a a, a bigger political state. I don't know, but I just like, I just see very little uh, downside to celebrating the end of slavery in our country. (laughs) You know what I mean? I just can't see how that's a, I can't see how that's ever a bad thing and and how we, how we need to let that be a political issue to be happy, to be happy about the end of slavery. And And I'll tell you, like, I mean, for the record, uh, it's not like I've had a, a lot of this conversation with a lot of people, but I'm definitely available for a lot of people to talk with me. And I've yep. had this conversation with a number of people and that's exactly, I've, I've not heard anything other than that. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. I mean, so in my Christian circles, 
I've heard nothing other than exactly what you said. Yeah. Um, and so just to make it very, very clear, I'm, I'm not I'm not saying that in 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 my circles or even yes. at this church that nobody has a differing opinion. But, yeah. but I'm going. But have you have you heard? We're anybody? not. Yeah, I'm not have hearing pushback anybody? from people I'm going. We shouldn't be happy about Juneteenth. Or anything like, that. <laughs> like I don't know how. Yeah. So I'm not hearing any of yeah, that. So, yeah. So I mean, I'm not hearing any of it. So that's the other part of it. Is so that uh, I and I'm I exactly with Drew. I mean, I would have to really scratch my head and going, what are you? What? What, mm-hmm. what what don't you like? And if it's like, well, I think we have too many national holidays. Oh, okay, but that's I, that that has nothing yeah, to do with this yeah, issue, particular yeah. issue. So, yeah. I, but I do think that what's happening, and and this is, I think, one of the reasons why you talked about a moderate moderate position or a middle position. Sometimes people take the middle position because they're just trying to avoid conflict, and mm-hmm. it can be uh, a sign of cowardice. That that's not what we're discussing when we're talking about a a middle or a mediating position. Really, what we're trying to address is that to to get a sense that uh, on almost any issue, and so therefore every issue, there is a tendency for people to uh, to gravitate towards the extremes, mm-hmm. um, and it's usually because of some kind of a slippery slope argument, or it's because certain individuals are trying to stress these things to their extreme or wanting to avoid these things to their extreme, that it becomes a little bit of a problem. And so therefore, uh, I, I think it's good for us to not just seek the middle as some kind of a conciliatory issue, but just know there's actually wisdom mm-hmm. in, in, in avoiding uh, any kind of extreme disagreement. Because uh, I, I cannot imagine anyone um, disagreeing with what Drew just said. Sure. Right, or Christian. I can't understand a Christian disagreeing with that with that with that statement. So what what would be an example of pulling this towards an extreme? You know, I, I mentioned uh, on the on Juneteenth specifically. Yeah, Juneteenth, because you know, one of the things that I um, that I was talking with Jim about in, in before the podcast is there are times where I I feel like there's this, and I don't even know if it's from the church, but there's this cultural desire to to lump things and so you look at um juneteenth and it become it becomes sort of a a um a cousin or uh you know just a a fellow with things like um black history month which i i would say that's fine but then other things that where you know we, where we would celebrate Black History Month, where there's Gay Pride Month, and things are, you, you have a contemporary national narrative that is wanting to add all of these causes for us to to care about. And while I would look at Juneteenth and say yes and amen, and other things and say eh, I don't know, how do we make sure that they don't get lumped? Does that make sense? Hmm. Hmm. I don't. Yeah, I don't know how to stop the government from lumping things. They seem to like to, or even culture from lumping things. Um, you know, it's interesting because even as these conversations have been had in terms of the liberation of groups, so the women's movement, um, the civil rights movement, um, the uh, the the not just gay pride movement, but uh, definitely the sexual revolution of the '60s and '70s. These things kind of match up together, and and the beauty of it is, is there are Christians of of all. Uh, um, of all persuasions, um, basically saying they're not all the same. 
So be very, very careful lumping them all together. And I think that's why it's important that we do recognize that, sure, there is a tendency to take a lot of these things and to, to bring them together, but we're going to dissect them and recognize there's something strategically different between celebrating uh, Gay Pride Month and celebrating the end of slavery. Like, yeah. tell me you can discern the difference because that's a natural, uh, uh, that's, a, a, that's, a, that's a very natural uh kind of a separation that I think any of us could actually make and say, why do we celebrate one and not the other? And I'm going, really? Like, again, let's be honest. Can you not tell the difference? And so I think it does demand that we somewhat tease some of these things apart. And I, I would tell you, and I think this is where we're going to ultimately go, I think that's why it's important as Christians that we understand that we are part of our culture and that we even are part of our government, um, but we don't just buy everything they're selling. Like, we also have an opportunity to speak out uh, against and so you, I think I don't think you need to be a Christian to speak out against slavery, but I think the Christian condemnation of slavery adds a very very important uh, uh, aspect to the conversation mm -hmm. that makes us very 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 unique, and that's why I think it's good for us to even look at all of these holidays and say how can we have a redemptive element within yep. it. Yep. Um, and so what I, the the the, the pro, I would say this is even true of say more of the religious holidays like thanks somewhat religious Thanksgiving and, and Christmas and Easter. You know, there's a, there's there are Christian denominations that don't like us celebrating those, yeah. right? Because of some of their roots, or and even some of their birthdays, values. yeah, or even birthdays. So, yeah. I mean, that's it's it's not it's not a new phenomenon that we're actually talking about. And and uh, I can appreciate the freedom that someone might have in Christ to not want to celebrate Christmas or Easter yep. uh, or Thanksgiving because of some kind of a I'm trying to have a, more of an Amish like secluding concept of, of, of what they need to be. Um, but I think I, we have more of a redemptive, I, yes. if we can redeem this, let's redeem this. Well, and that's where I think it requires wisdom and discernment to not follow the, the rabbit whenever, um, like sexual revolution, the, the sexual, um, ethics as they are going into a more, um, contemporary expression of those things, such as gay pride month, they will look at, the freedom of slavery or the deliverance from slavery and use that as a pivot point to leverage sure. justification for them. Sure, sure. And, and I guess what, what this, this conversation is hopefully helping us, uh, you know, sort through is how to discern which one is truly a redemptive type thing and which one is taking a redemptive thing and distorting it. Yeah, yeah. Um, now it's, it's no, it's no secret that uh, in in recent years, and maybe the last five ten years, um, there have been some increasing concerns with um, just the the United States generic national narrative. There's flag burning. There's kneeling during the national anthem. There's all sorts of things going on, and as that kind of culminates, and as those things get tied together, the the Fourth of July has become for some. Um, a, a holiday that they, they struggle to celebrate. It feels nationalistic. It feels like we're celebrating the, you know, colonialism, things like that. Um, why do you think that that has become this, this punching bag for some? And we look at Juneteenth, and, and I think that nationally we, we can get why we celebrate that, and then yet another holiday that celebrates freedom and independence is, is somewhat under some scrutiny. Yeah. 
I think, you know, I think there's a, a couple of different reasons, some some not good and some good, you know, like one is just that like everything, everything has a tendency to be a punching bag for somebody right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> just like there's got to be something to punch at What's all times. What's your time. position on? Yeah, 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 yeah. And so I think that's part of it, right, is just to, to get frustrated. I, I think there's also, you know, I, th- I think, you know, I've, I, I remember seeing uh, some some comments and stuff from from black brothers and sisters a while back that just talks about hey you know just recognize we celebrate uh, July fourth seventeen seventy six as our Independence Day but that that day didn't mean independence for everyone in the country yeah. um, that right for that for for black slaves in the country it didn't it didn't mean independence right and and uh, you know I think it could be said more July fourth is more America the nation's independence from Britain, right? Uh, but there's no way around that 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 had implications for individuals, um, but it did not have implications for all individuals. And and so I think it's fair that some people go just recognize when you just say this is the day we celebrate our freedom. A lot of people didn't celebrate freedom so yeah. much on that day, and and so I think that uh, I think that's fair. I think that's fair to at least acknowledge that. Um, and I think there's there's a tendency in. Uh, in all of us, and I think it's a tendency in in Christians specifically sometimes over over you know the past over you know recent years and stuff uh, for a long time honestly to to tie up uh, celebrations of God with celebrations of country in some kind of weird and and not necessarily healthy ways and to tie up uh, Christian identity and national identity together and therefore loyalty to God with loyalty to country in ways that aren't biblical or aren't right. And so sometimes I think people can look at a patriotic holiday like July 4th, which the truth is like when I think about like, I honestly, I celebrate July 4th like a lot of people celebrate Christmas, which is, it's a fun time to get together with family and do some fun traditions. But I, I truthfully, good or bad, I, I you know, when, when we were getting ready for this podcast, I was like, I don't know how often I actually even think about what July 4th is when I'm doing it. I'm sure. just, yeah. I'm just eating hamburgers or, and shooting fireworks. And a lot of times I don't even, you know what I mean? Yeah. But that being said, I think, I think one of the things, I think it's very interesting. I, I did not think about it as I was preparing for this in the same way, but there really is a similarity. I don't know if I have a super uh, spiritual experience on Christmas day, as opposed to the 24th, 23rd, 22nd, July 5th. I mean, so my, my, my love of Christ and my devotion to Christ and, and even maybe some of the, uh, some of the, the profound spiritual experiences that I have are usually not dependent upon the day. Mm-hmm. You know, Christmas Day is a far more spiritual day for me, and I'm, yeah. I, I don't resonate like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a fun yeah. day to hang out with family and to stop for a moment and to reflect on the coming of Jesus Christ. Isn't that great? And yeah. so I have that, but it really doesn't, like, jump out as a particular day for me. It doesn't rise to, like, Easter level. Easter, I think, for well, most of even, us. But I'll even tell you, but, I mean, we say that collectively, but I don't know if I just go, man, I just feel really close to the Lord today because it's Easter Day. I don't have that. I mean, I, I feel similarly close to the Lord every day. And it's not the day that causes it. It's, it's like, truthfully, I need to be reminded that August 19th is a special day for my anniversary. I don't love Andrea more on that day. Mm-hmm. I'm not. And so that's why I think what you're describing is not an appreciation or a not appreciation for country. But I mean, I know you, Drew, or I know you, Ryan, you have, I think, an appropriate appreciation for the country and you don't need July 4th to do it for you. Yep. So that's one of the reasons why is that we have a more uh, I don't know, measured out or a more, hopefully a consistent mm-hmm. appreciation for who God is and realizing that December 25th is a day in which we decide to celebrate this 
but the day in and of itself isn't a special day. Yeah. Um, and so that's the that's the real thing. I don't just sit down on July fourth and 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 reflect deeply about how grateful I am for America, mm-hmm. and I am grateful for a lot of things. Um, but I could actually do that almost any day. Yeah. And so July fourth becomes the day in which Andrea and I do some particular things with friends who have for years invited us over for a barbecue. And we don't sit around and tell stories of the founding fathers. Yeah. <laughs> we just don't, right? Yeah. So there's yeah. an appreciation that's just kind of in us on a consistent basis, both for our religious holidays as well as our national ones. Is that mm-hmm. fair? Yeah. 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 No, that's true. That, that's helpful. Um, well, you know, as we kind of try to land this plane, and really what, what I think we've, we've laid out here is that um, there is some perceived controversy where there's probably – not a whole lot of controversy, yeah. you know, and, you know, and, and even as you guys are talking about, you know, Christmas is, is kind of the same as Christmas Eve and the 23rd and yeah. July 4th is the same as the second and the third. Yeah. I even thought, you know, for me, Juneteenth actually feels a little bit different because it's, for me, it's new. Like it's, it's actually sure. like I, it, there's some, something to the novelty that makes me reflect on yeah. more of our national narrative than, you know, shooting off fireworks on the 4th of July and chasing my kids eating watermelon, things like that. So just kind of as we, as we put this to bed, what are, do you guys have any uh, suggestions on what it looks like or, or, um, you know, concerns that you've observed and, and, and recommendations to, to, um, to, to help alleviate those concerns as citizens of the kingdom of heaven Mm -hmm. and as citizens, citizens, well, two of us, two of citizens, us. resident uh, alien, <laughs> still uh, a resident alien. You're a, res- you're a resident alien times two. Uh, Drew yeah. and I are, are resident aliens, kind of, um, but as citizens of the kingdom of heaven and as, and as citizens of, of uh, or residents of, of this particular country, how do we how do we rightly prioritize those things mm-hmm. and celebrate on the Fourth of July and celebrate on Juneteenth and celebrate on Christmas and celebrate on Easter and not let um, our allegiance to country trump everything, but it's also not insignificant. Yep. I would tell you the vast major- going back to the other thing. I think reality is a very helpful thing. Really? Yes, I really That's a do. Good point. Yeah. I, like I think no, but reality helps. Like for example, it is it is it is rare that I stumble across Christian brothers and sisters who are completely blind to the, the to the sins of our country. I mean, truly, it's 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 extremely extremely rare, um, and so to 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 act as though everybody is, or to post on Facebook like all Christians are, I just think is, I, I just it's not an accurate portrayal of reality, or at least not the reality that that the vast majority of us experience. So I think reality really kind of helps us. So what is the problem? And when we overreact to something that in our in our world like a lot of people are overreacting uh, or sorry they're reacting to something that they saw on a facebook post in a completely different context somebody they don't even know and they're acting it's like everybody that they've seen or they have one particular comment from one particular person at church and they act like the whole church is that way mm-hmm. that's just silly and i think we need to just realize what is reality um the second thing i would say um then i want to hand it off to drew is this one question I ask people to, to begin to discern their maturity level um, is the things that they love most, which is usually, is usually parents, spouse, or children. And I love to talk to them. Tell me about your spouse. And the mature person is able to be grateful for them, is able to be um, appropriately, I hate the word critical, but you know what I mean by that, 
um, aware of their flaws and, and, and brokenness. The people that just, oh, yeah, Andrea, she's never done anything wrong. She's the most – really? Like – that's how you see her, Jim? Okay. No, 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 I get it. You may not want to tell me about it, but is that really how you see her? Um, so I think maturity really demands that we look at uh, everything in in its real terms. And there's, I, I just, again, going back to what Drew said, I just don't understand how we don't celebrate slavery. I don't know how we don't celebrate all the great things this country has done. That makes no sense to me as a Canadian and as a one who travels the world a lot. There is so many broken stories in this world, like so many broken stories in this world of countries. Um, and so the, the people that I've that have come across that are really concerned that we celebrate too much of America, they don't have the same critique of every other country in the world. There's a bias there I don't buy. So again, I, I don't know why we can't celebrate that which we should celebrate and continue to be thankful to God for a lot of things that are here. And simultaneously, I don't know how we aren't honest about the brokenness. Mm -hmm. I mean, so Jesus causes, I think, the perspective to be able to do both. So as a mature believer, I need to be grateful where I should be grateful, and I need to be uh, warned or cautious or even um, speaking truth into those areas where they're, they're, they're just clearly not in line with Scripture. That's good. Yeah, uh, you know, to use your kind of your illustration of spouse and kids and stuff, you know, the way I've heard it described is like all all good gifts in this world are meant to be kind of like conduits from yeah. God to us and yeah. from us back to God, right? So it's like my wife is is a good gift from God, and I see his goodness and his love through her. Yeah. And therefore, like uh, my gratitude and uh, my enjoyment of my wife is never meant to terminate on her. It's never meant to like yeah. stop with mm -hmm. her, yeah. but it's supposed to actually kind of even flow back through her that I am, yeah. that I am not just grateful for her, but I am grateful to God for, for her. her. That's and that's, good. that's true with everything, right? Like steak, I can, I can enjoy <laughs> steak, but the, but the, the ultimate goal is that I'm, that it's not just steak I'm enjoying, but steak is like a good reminder of like yeah. God and his goodness. And yeah. then I enjoy God through the steak that he's given yeah. to me. And, yeah. and, and I think that's the same for like our country. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's the same for whatever holidays we may celebrate, right? These good gifts that the, the key is trying to discern how do I, how do I enjoy this thing, but not let my enjoyment of this thing be where it stops, but that this thing is, is another way for me to enjoy God, that I, in, I, in, I enjoy the, the freedom that he's given me through this country that I enjoy. I enjoy the way that he has, uh, that he does set the captive free and liberate those who are oppressed. And so I can enjoy a God who does those kinds of things through holidays like Juneteenth. Um, and so that's the idea of trying to, how do I, how do I make sure that good gifts that my enjoyment doesn't terminate on them, but that it flows through them to God. And I, I think that that's uh, really not just for holidays. That's kind of key for everything in life. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll tell you, have real conversations with real people. Get off of social media uh, in that sense when you're yeah. having some of these conversations. And all of a sudden, I think things get very, very, very normal. Yeah. They, yeah. they really become normalized. And we go out and we, uh, uh, we I think we do, we, we celebrate appropriately. Yeah. You know, it's it's like I said, I'm, you know, I come from another country. Right. And so I have a different even perspective of my gratitude. Um, and it's interesting because I have all a number of Canadian family or Canadian friends and they still have like a somewhat of a stereotypical. Hey, what's it like on Fourth of July? Do you guys sit around and just talk about how you're better than everybody else? <laughs> no, but I'm not kidding. Yeah. And like Shoot you're bragging guns, about it yeah. and everybody's got a flag on there. And I'm like, actually, that's not anywhere near reality. Yeah. 
anywhere near reality. Um, and so, but that's all they see on the television or that's all they see on social media. They see a post that somebody writes, which they're offended by. Yeah. And so that becomes this, 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 this picture of it. And I would say, step out of that world and into the real world, have real conversations with real people, believers or unbelievers for that matter. Um, and, and that is where I, I think we can have like real conversations, um, real appreciation and honest conversations about how, uh, as Christians, we're not tied to these to these ideas yeah there's one time where i was i was uh, having a conversation with a lady who was preparing to go to the mission field and and uh, um, uh, a south american mission field in particular and she just had some thoughts about the american church and they were generalized and somewhat negative and i just said so is that true about like your mom and your dad and your brothers and your small group leaders and i started going through all these people that were more close to her and she just said well actually it's not true about them and so we, we took the, the, the vague references to the collective yeah. and started talking about real people and it, in, in some sense diffused the, the frustration. And the, the, you know this is another situation where that can be really helpful. Um, thanks, guys, for, for talking about these things with me and for, for sharing your thoughts. I think there's been a lot of wisdom and insight here. Um, as you guys go about your, your lives and as you, you know, think back to, to Juneteenth and prepare for July 4th, just remember that, as Drew said, our God is one who loves liberation and freedom, and he so values the, the humans on whom he stamped his image that he desires the best for them. So whatever that looks like, we can celebrate that um, under God's goodness and and just take joy as Christians and followers of Christ. July 1st is Canada Day. Oh, cool. Independence Day for Canada? Uh, it's complicated. Okay. So, you know, you guys decided, we're not doing this anymore, and you took all your tea and you put it in the yep. Atlantic Ocean. Yep. Right? Changing it forever. <laughs> um, and, and we just kind of went, eh, too hard. <laughs> So we just decided, but if we wait, they won't want us anymore. They'll kind of forget we're over here. So, you know, you guys are doing all your stuff, 1776, all that, you know, da da da, da. Yep. And the Canadians are just kind of sitting back, kind of going, eh. If we yeah, give it, it seems time. Like, it seems like so much work. <laughs> we and can so, wait them out. We can wait them out. <laughs> yeah. and They'll so, decide this place is too cold to <laughs> Literally, by the time it comes around to the 1800s, uh, 1867, July 1st, 1867, the... Uh, the British Parliament decided they didn't really want us. So we were like, okay, it's feelings mutual, and that is the birth of my country. Feels like it's going to be harder to write like a Hamilton-style musical about that narrative. <laughs> just feels like there's not going to be... <laughs> if it is, it would actually be called Wilford Laurier. Okay. Sir John Wilford Laurier. Okay. So he was one of the early prime ministers yeah. of our of our great country. And, and I know that some of you are wondering, so I'm just going to sneak this in. Mm-hmm. Uh, the answer to who is the first Canadian Prime Minister, Sir John A. Macdonald. Okay. Sounds so Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> well, go look up Sir John A. Macdonald, and we will see you guys next time.